If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, February 1st. S&P futures are rallying about 34 points. That's about 90 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming slightly up about 140 points. That's about 110 basis points. Europe's major indices are up about a percent overall. There is outperformance in basic resources and tech, both of which are up 2%. Mild underperformance in energy, banks, staples, and autos. The major agencies finished higher across the board as well. India in particular was very strong, up about 5%, um, largely because that country unveiled a very large budget this morning that contained um, a variety of different initiatives aimed at bolstering the economy and overcoming the COVID headwinds. Um, you know, so as other than India, which has a specific catalyst for its rally, you know, I think um, people are going to struggle this morning to try to kind of uh, ascribe the move higher to any one specific piece of fundamental news. Um, you know, I think there are a couple of moving pieces uh, at work this morning. The Republican centrist Republicans presented their kind of counter offer to Biden's one point nine trillion dollar stimulus bill over the weekend. Um, its total size was about six hundred billion, so dramatically lower than what Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer are asking for. Um, you know, the White House has said that they are willing to enter negotiations with this group. So that group of ten centrist Republicans is due to meet Biden at the White House today. However, I think what the proposal really says is that Democrats are nearly guaranteed now to move forward with reconciliation to pass Biden's proposal. It looks like there's just very little, um, very little chance of kind of closing that bid ask spread between the two sides. So now the question becomes: What number gets to fifty votes in the Senate? You know, Biden's blueprint is one point nine trillion. Um, you know, I had been saying that it's going to have to get cut to at least one point seven trillion, if not lower, to get fifty. Um, votes in the Senate. Remember, there are still some centrist Democrats that are um, in opposition to certain components of it, specifically the stimulus checks. There is bipartisan opposition to the the stimulus checks going to a broad group of people. So there are myriad reports out over the last several days about how the White House is willing to entertain dialing back um, the the amount of people that those checks are going to be going to, going to. That's most likely um, going to be enacted, and that will cut several hundred billion dollars out of that bill. So it looks like you will get reconciliation to pass this one point. Again, I, I'd probably say it's one point seven trillion, if not lower. Um, and then the question becomes: Does this jeopardize the rest of the Biden um, agenda, specifically the second component of his fiscal stimulus proposal, this whole um, you know recovery bill that he's due to announce in February? Um, and that is very um, that's likely to contain a very large infrastructure spending component to it. So the timing on all of this looks like you're probably um, going to go into early or mid-March before you'll have, um, you know, before you'll get this thing back on Biden's desk for his signature. Uh, you know, I think that should become the consensus expectations. Um, you know, so I think markets are, 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 you know, preparing themselves for another big round of fiscal stimulus just a couple of months after the last bill passed. But then I think, um, you know, you'll have to, um, I would say, dial back infrastructure spending expectations because this probably will um, make the rest of uh, realizing the rest of his agenda extremely difficult. 
Um, you know, so that's the U.S. fiscal stimulus front. That's really kind of the only real major incremental actual macro news from the weekend. Um, the other big piece of information, incremental news this morning, I would say, is on the economic front. You're getting all of the manufacturing PMIs for the month of uh, January. They were mixed throughout Asia. Um, I would say mixed disappointing. So the China ones in particular underwhelmed both the government MBS PMIs on services and manufacturing and the Cation manufacturing PMI for China all fell short of expectations. So, um, you know, suggesting there was a mild downtick in economic momentum in China in the month of January, nothing too alarming or dramatic. Um, you know, but that is, uh, you know, the other big piece of macro news today, in addition to the U.S. fiscal stimulus front. Um, you know, all of the nonsense names and the whole Reddit phenomena, that's all very much in play. So a lot of those stocks are trading higher pre-market, trading higher mildly, not seeing real dramatic gains. Silver is now in very much in focus as it's getting touted on um, some of the Reddit message boards. Silver prices are rallying this morning. That's bidding up some of the mining stocks in Europe that are levered to silver. Um you know, again, a, a variety of reports over the weekend about hedge fund performance, certain hedge funds that suffered large declines. Um, you know, the whole, um, you know, the driver of why um, Robinhood and other brokers were forced to implement restrictions on trading, having to do with clearinghouse collateral requirements, et cetera. Um, you know, so I don't think really anything that no one's been reading about for the last several days, but that obviously very much is, is in focus. Um on the COVID front, no real major news out over the weekend. You are still seeing this kind of bifurcation in the U.S. and Europe, whereby U.S. numbers continue to kind of improve off their recent peaks as far as hospitalizations and transmissions. You are seeing state governors continue to dial back lockdown restrictions in response to the improved numbers. Um, you know, and there was some disappointment on Friday with the J&J vaccine numbers. Certainly the um, Pfizer and Moderna vaccine set the bar very high as far as efficacy. But that does not mean at all that the Johnson Johnson vaccine is not going to be a significant player in the war against COVID. Um, you know, the efficacy numbers for Johnson Johnson were decent, especially when you look at the 85% efficacy against severe disease. Um, that clearly is, is very encouraging, especially the fact that the supply chain demands are quite minimal and you also only require a single shot versus two for, for the other. So, you know, I think to Johnson Johnson, um, again, certainly underwhelmed. I think some of the expectations set by Pfizer and Moderna, but still a very important vaccine. You know, I do think that you are going to see the U.S. vaccine pace surprise expectations going forward. Um, and obviously that's going to be a major tailwind for, for the market along with, you know, the other two big pillars, which is stimulus and earnings. Um, on the earnings front, nothing all that major out uh, internationally today. Had a few names, but nothing too dramatic. Now we're largely past the peak, I would say, of of the major U.S. reports. You have a couple more coming this week. Um, with Amazon, Google are probably the the big ones that are coming this week. But you know, I think we are on kind of the downside as on earnings as far as um again the volume of major reports is concerned. Very strong season, crushing expectations across the board. Obviously, you haven't really seen stocks respond on the upside, although you know one could argue that earnings have prevented the market from suffering a steeper downturn. Um, you know, I think when all is said and done, and you and you see the final 2022 consensus estimate when the um, Q4 earnings season wraps up, it will probably be north of $200. So figure, you know, 205 or so, which would put the PE for the market, um, at least based on Friday's close, back down to around 18 times. Again, which is not certainly not cheap, but um, you know, not as rich as as it had been just uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, and those are kind of all the major main themes and trends for this morning. I published um, a few macro pieces in the last few days, specifically um, two catalyst pieces yesterday, one looking at all the catalysts coming up this week. Um, you know, again, the major catalyst for this week will be the fiscal negotiations in Washington, the jobs report on Friday, and then a ton of earnings. So I previews for everything in that piece. And then a separate catalyst piece looking at um, all the major events coming up over the coming months with predictions attached to them. And then the the vital talking points piece on Friday, which just gives my latest views on the market for Monday, specifically on the calendar. Um, again, fiscal stimulus talks will be in focus. So Biden will be meeting with that group of centrist Republicans today. And then you have um, a couple of earnings reports, nothing really too major. Um, Otis this morning and then NXPI after the close are probably the real big ones. Otherwise, um, you know, nothing that really should have macro implications for the market. So that is everything for today. Uh, thank you for listening.